0: All right, everyone, another episode of the Middle aline Ice Softball Podcast. So happy to bring you this one. Metamora did awesome today, uh, shutting out and two-hitting an extremely good East Peoria team. Been uh, a battle of the number three for Metamora and number four in East Peoria teams in the 3A ICA poll. And again, I think an awesome effort uh, by the Redbirds. Um, and the, the couple of reasons I think this is such a big win Um Obviously, you look at the talent of East Peoria, what they're able to bring, essentially one through nine. Uh, you look at what they're able to bring into the circle in Meadow Terry, uh, who, by the way, outside of the, I guess you would say, the bookend innings, was awesome today. Uh, she had everything working in the strike zone. When she missed, it wasn't by a whole lot. And she was just effectively on her game today, again, minus those two couple innings that Metamore ended up capitalizing on. But five out of seven, still pretty gosh darn good, uh, all things considered. Um Nora Johnson, again, it was a great pitcher's uh, matchup on paper. Uh, Nora Johnson ended up getting her 10th win of the year um, with a nine strikeout, mentioned the two-hit effort as well. Um, That, I believe, puts Nora's strikeout total up to 111 on the season, by the way. Uh, So, obviously, she's done awesome uh, in that regard. And I think the big thing is, Um, and I think you kind of knock out at least the intentional walk to Gracie Luna. Um, We did an awesome job against the top of their order. Um, Gabby Lane had a single in the sixth, which, by the way, that inning was huge. I'm going to get to that with Coach Linder. I'm going to get to that with Nora, who's our player interview again. That sixth inning was huge in terms of how the Redbirds responded. Again, the lane single, the lone base runner of that sixth inning. But what I'm saying that's so huge about that sixth inning is who they had coming up. Kaylee Orton, Gracie Luna, Gabby Lane, Meadow Terry, the four that ended up batting that inning, probably, at least if you're looking at it from an East Peoria perspective, probably the best four that could have come up in that situation. And ground out, ground out, single, ground out. So the defense behind Nora was – primo when it needed to be, Um, and I mean, not that it wasn't any other time, uh, but they did an awesome job there. Um, The offense, by the way, uh, it it was kind of moot in the middle of the game, but then again, kind of like I was saying, that's just how good of a pitcher Meadow Terry is. She's capable of taking down these type of lineups, and again, outside of the first and sixth innings, she did that. So, I mean, not really a whole lot to talk about offensively between innings two and five, uh, but Metamora, kind of a funky uh, first inning when you look at it. Um, Sidney Trentman, the RBI walk. Ellie Schaefer reached on an error. A couple notable plays. Kennedy Knee led off the game with the hit by pitch. Um, again, and I, I think that was kind of a byproduct of Meadow Terry was really hugging the inside of the zone, and I have no problem with that. In fact, you're looking at it from a pitcher's perspective, and you're saying, hey, you know, I hug them inside like that. I'm going to get some of their better hitters, maybe get a bit of a pinch swing, and you're either going to get a bit of an excuse me swing, maybe a pop-up, maybe a swing and miss, whatever it may be. I do not blame her on that strategy whatsoever. Um, and so Kennedy led off with a hit by pitch. Cadence the single, Katie the walk. Ellie reached on an error, uh, it took until the five spot uh, for the Redbirds to record an out, and they were at least able to get a couple runs out of that inning. Then, like I said, minus a Ellie Schaefer single, Kennedy knee walk, and Maddie Mooney single, uh, Meadow Terry retired everybody other than those four plate appearances in the second through the fifth inning. In fact, one, four, seven, nine. She retired nine straight between the last out of the first inning and the second out of the fourth inning. So, again, it was about capitalizing in the right moments and not getting so hell-bent on how you had done to that point. Uh, and still jumping on when you could jump on. And that started in the sixth inning, bottom of the sixth for the Redbirds. Um, I mean, I guess effectively you could say the first inning was the game decider, but especially clinching it, I think, in the bottom of the sixth. Uh, Addie Pacia came in, let off with a walk. Uh, Bree Besser came in, reached on an error. Uh, Lauren Riddle had a single, to, and this was huge, turn it over to the top of the lineup. Uh, Kennedy knee, RBI walk with the bases loaded. Cadence Till, RBI single. Uh, to get to that 4 nothing final score. So the Redbird bats showed up when they needed to. Again, it was an awesome outing by Meadow Terry, I still think, even though it may be kind of hard to, um, I guess, think of it that way, knowing that it ended up being a loss. But if you negate, again, innings 1 and 6, she was on her game today, no doubt about that. Uh, notable uh, offensive statistics for East Peoria. Uh, talked about the one hit uh, from the one through four batters. Uh, Gracie Luna, Metamora wisely so, uh, intentionally walked her in the third inning, Um, but she did get hit in the first inning. Um, Let's see here. mentioned the Gabby Lane single, Meadow Terry hit by a pitch, um, and Kaylin Krotz a single in the third inning. Uh, third inning, if you look at it, again, with a shutout and two hits, maybe not a whole lot of positives on the offensive side for East Peoria. Uh, but the third inning was probably their best offensive inning because they had two batters uh, reach base, uh, the Kaylen Crott single and the Gracie Luna intentional walk. Um, and that's just kind of how that went today. And Luna actually, uh, with the intentional walk and hit by pitch, the lone Raider uh, to reach base multiple times uh, today. So that's kind of the offensive surmising on EP. I get to Metamora here, and again, I like to kind of double down, not just talk about my thoughts about the game, including the stats, but just run through the stats uh, to ensure that everybody is indeed accounted for. Uh, We'll start with Kennedy Knee, hit by a pitch, a walk, and an RBI walk. Cadence Till, a single and an RBI single. Katie Ramage, a walk, and Coach Linder will get to this, and I don't blame him because I think the same thing got a really tough strike zone on both of her strikeout calls. They were being extremely generous with the inside part of the plate. I mean, it was consistent, so you can't blame them there, but the the inside part of the strike zone was extremely generous, and I think Katie kind of got uh, messed up on those two plate appearances. In fact, I think that it was the sixth inning one where she was actually leaning out over the plate to maybe try and get a look at it, and it was called strike three. So take that with what you will, but uh, that being said um, – Ellie Schaefer uh, reached on an error and had a single. Pesha mentioned drew the walk in the bottom of the sixth. Uh, Sidney Trentman had the RBI walk in the first inning. Bree Bessert reached on an error. Uh, Maddie Mooney with a single. Uh, and Bailey Bender came in in the bottom of the sixth and got a single as well. Uh, final line scores for both teams, by the way. Metamora, four runs, five hits, no errors, and nine runners left on base. East Peoria, no runs, two hits, two errors, and five runners left. Game ran a, we'll just say average, uh, one hour and 38 minutes. Uh, And like I said, um, I'm not saying a whole lot of maybe team personnel, at least for Metamora, listen to this, but you guys were awesome today. Um, And the the phrase I mentioned with Nora is they really rise to the occasion. I feel like when the games are the biggest, when the lights are the brightest, This team shows up, and if they lost, they still gave it a brightest lights are on you type of effort. Um, and I think they showed up awesomely today uh, with the shutout and two-hitter against, again, an extremely good team, probably the team that matches up with us best if you had to pick one. Obviously, Washington's really good atop the conference. We get a sneakily good Dunlap team tomorrow afternoon, Uh, but again, that was a really, really awesome team, not just in the circle, but at the plate uh, that Metamora did what they did to today. Uh, So... As awesome as it is for me to get to talk about um, a performance like this this afternoon, we got to get to our interviews. Uh, we're going to start with our post-game conversation with head coach Derek Linder. All right, coach, so obviously i got to start off with the thrill of this win. Obviously, you got to be pretty pleased with the effort overall. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you know we uh, loved how we played with a lot of uh, a lot of uh, energy. You know, we're dancing before the game, making TikToks, everything else, and you know, just loose. And, and it's nice to see that you know we're getting over you know a lot of the other stuff, and and uh, we're just settling in and just enjoying ourselves and enjoying softball.
0: I, I think the one thing is, as good a game as this was, as good as the final result as was kind of the same point I was making about Maya Larango for Tremont. I think all things considered, Meadow Terry obviously was, for the most part, as good as advertised.
1: She's a real good pitcher, and, uh, you know, I was glad that our kids uh, made some plays uh, to help Nora out and to, to kind of equalize that. But, you know, we had some good at-bats, too, and set on it, You know especially our sophomores. I thought the, the umpire took the – the uh, bat out of Katie's hands twice you know in big situations but was glad how we came back and handled that too.
0: I thought an inning in particular that was real big was going into the sixth inning how critical it was for East Peoria to maybe get something out of that because they had Orton, Luna, Lane all due respect to the other six batters three really good hitters due up did you kind of sense that urgency in terms of how you all attack that inning as well? well? There's no doubt
1: about it especially with the Orton girls she had we had to get her out because then We can pitch to Luna and not worry too much about her tying the game. She hits a home run. She hits a home run. It's still two to one. You know, but that was the big inning. And then I was proud of Nora and how she went after. You know that group, and then how she went after the last three two in the seventh.
0: You, you get a Dunlap team that I kind of mentioned it with Nora. A little bit tricky team in that they don't really get a lot of the love because of all the other really good teams in the conference, but they are a really good ball club with a really talented team top to bottom. Kind of talk about how important it is to build off of this more so than get caught up in the result. Well, that's the first thing we said when we got out of there, But you can't let down because they're good enough to beat you.
1: And, um, you know, we got to go in there with the same intensity we had you know, they're sandwiched right in between East Peoria and Washington, and that's, that's a trap game. And we had a trap game a couple weeks ago, and uh, we didn't handle it very well. So hopefully we handle it well now.
0: What, what goes into the mental toughness of a situation like that in terms of – because is it one of the, you know, we'll celebrate this one through the end of the night, or is it already we're on to Dunlap right now? Kind of talk about how important it is to approach it mentally the right way as opposed to strategically with what Dunlap might present tomorrow.
1: Uh, this, this game's tough, and, and getting wins are tough. And uh, you know, you should be able to celebrate a win like this. That was a good win against a really, really good team, well-coached team. So you know, tonight we we celebrate and eat dinner and and enjoy it. And then tomorrow morning we get back to to thinking about Dunlap and and making sure we're ready to play.
0: All right, Coach. Thanks so much for the time. Like I said there, I want to thank Coach Linder for the time. By the way, his middle anti-conference leading win number 360 with the win this afternoon. Coach Linder 360 and 212 uh, for his career after this afternoon's win. Uh, So, again, win number 360 uh, for Coach Linder. Um, Obviously, uh, the other element, uh, as I've talked about um, in the first segment, if you will, was how well of an outing Nora Johnson had today. Uh, nine strikeouts, bringing, I believe, her season total to 111. And we're not going to worry about Lamont necessarily, but I do use this as a comparison. Uh, entering today, Sage Marjetko had 124 strikeouts. Uh, Sonora obviously not too horribly far behind that number, and I use Sage as a metric just because I would imagine she's one of the top strikeout pitchers in the state. So I, I think Nora's on that leaderboard. Again, I as much as I love softball, I don't think I have quite the time to go through that entire statewide leaderboard, uh, but just kind of using uh, as talented a pitcher as Marjetko is kind of a metric uh, for how good uh, Nora is doing in the strikeout department. Again, nine strikeouts, two hits, uh, one walk today, the intentional walk to Gracie Luna. Uh, Nora did awesome today, and so obviously – Second game in a row? Doesn't matter. Uh, Here's our post-game interview with Nora Johnson. So, Nora, I think obviously the thing is that uh, the last couple times you've gone up against this lineup, uh, especially I remember the game at Eastside, which was much worse conditions than it was today, uh, but you were able to do well against them that time, you are able to do well against them this time. Is part of it just snuggling down and knowing what you're doing best, whether it be your spins, whether it be your pitch selection, whatever element of your outing, as opposed to being so hell-bent on what team you're going up against, per se?
2: Yeah, I'd definitely say knowing what is working and going with that and not fighting pitches that don't work definitely help like keep my composure and like I have something to go back to.
0: The, the strike zone was a little interesting today, um, especially um, on the inside part of the plate. Do you try to capitalize on that at all or are you just focused on what Jody or what Maddie are calling for you?
2: Uh, we definitely capitalized on what the umpires were giving us for sure, and then we try to mix it up to see if they'll give us that eventually.
0: What was your mentality going into that sixth inning? Did you know it was kind of a make or break inning, knowing who they had up to the plate? And does that kind of heighten your intensity in the circle? Or kind of like I keep harping on with these questions, did you just treat it as another inning?
2: Um, Obviously, they're all good hitters. Like one through nine, they're all good hitters. So you just have to go in the same mentality. They all can hit a bomb. Truly, they all can. So you just have to go in as the same.
0: It seems like this team does a really good job, whether it be last year, this year, rising to the occasion when the game warrants it. Kind of speak to that, how you see that as a teammate?
2: We definitely, we all come together, and we all work together, and that makes our team composure more confident, and we know that we all have our backs.
0: Obviously a short turnaround against maybe a bit of a sneaky Dunlap team. You know, they don't maybe get quite as much love with all the state-ranked teams we have in the conference and whatnot, but obviously they're pretty good. How do you make sure you're building off of this instead of getting so caught up in the result?
2: You really have to take it one game at a time. And yes, we won this game, and it's an exciting game. We have to almost put it behind us, and we have to go get done that because they're good. They can beat us, too. All
0: right, Nora, thanks so much for the time. Good job on the win. Again, if I can't say it enough, awesome, awesome job by Nora today. Um, By the way, uh, I believe, I don't think she pitched in the sectional championship, uh, so would actually be her second consecutive shutout. Uh, against East Peoria. You'll recall she was the starting pitcher uh, in the one nothing shutout win in, let's be frank, crappy win conditions uh, at Eastside Center last season. Uh, so two straight shutouts against a very good uh, team. They were obviously a heck of a team last year. They're a heck of a team this year. Uh, so Nora's really, like I said earlier, rose to the occasion um, against a really good ball club. Not a horribly busy uh, afternoon. Um Elsewhere, if you will, Um, all due respect to the other matchups, obviously, Metamora, East Peoria had quite the spotlight. Uh, By the way, I I don't know how I haven't mentioned this yet. Uh, You want to know how good Metamora did against such a good team? That's the first time all season uh, out of East Peoria is now four losses that the Raiders have been shut out. Uh, So I think you take that with a lot of pride, again, knowing how good of a lineup that is that you did that against them. Um, And I'm really excited for when those two teams meet up again May 16th at Eastside Center. Um, I think it's unfortunately a shame the way the schedule works out that all the postseason stuff will have already been decided by then in terms of seeding and regional sites and whatnot. Um, but I still think, um, and that's the beauty of the conference, that there are going to be games beyond the postseason summary deadline or whatever it is. There are going to be matchups that are as awesome as this one was today. Uh, so something to look forward to there again. East Peoria hosts Metamora May 16th. All right, only two other teams playing in the conference today. And we're going to start with Pekin. Uh, and, well, Pekin hosting Limestone, I should say. Um, and Broken Hall was just unreal today, had a no hit, or well, had a no hitter for the most part, it just allowed the one hit. Um, and let's see here, it was a 10 nothing win, uh, in five innings for the Dragons, they had a great day at the plate, uh, Campbell had a couple hits, Perry had a couple hits, Irby had a couple hits. Um, Gunther, Matthews, and Davis all had one-hit games. Campbell's the big hitter right out of the gate at the top spot of the lineup. Mentioned the two hits, the four RBI as well. So she had an awesome game. Perry had a two RBI game. Irby had a two RBI game. And Matthews had an RBI as well. So I'm sure Skip Penning was incredibly impressed uh, with the Dragons' offense today. Uh, Brogan Hall mentioned, uh, was equally as awesome uh, in the circle. Uh, I don't know what her ERA is now. It was sub one when they played us. I would imagine it hasn't gone up a whole lot. Uh, But she gets the win in the circle this afternoon. Five innings, one hit, no earned runs, no walks, and seven strikeouts. Limestone, the one hit, came from Rylan Marvin. Uh, Obviously, no RBI. uh, Didn't draw any walks either. Um And Liz Groob, the pincher of Rankard, two and two-thirds, seven hits, nine runs, two earned, two walks, three strikeouts. And Matty O'Neill came on in relief, one and a third, two hits, one earned run, no walks, and one strikeout. Uh, that's the only game for them, at least in terms of, I'm going to get to Richards-Morton, uh, but it's the only game, that other game that affects the conference standings per se. Uh, Pekin uh, leaps ahead of Dunlap even though that Dunlap has beaten Pekin uh, Peakin takes a half game lead over the Eagles uh, with a 4-2 and two conference record and mind you, I don't know well I guess East Peoria beat Pekin so technically, even though East Peoria and Pekin are now tied in the conference standings um, that Pekin technically would have had East Peoria rather, would technically have head-to-head over Pekin I believe, I, don't, I think they've played um, well yeah, because we've been one time through now, uh, that would make sense Um, So, obviously, um, a really good game offensively for the Dragons, bit of a rough afternoon for the Rockets, who again fall to 0-7 in the league. Um, I think some questions start to come up, but I I still think that that's a team that, you know, the minute you start doubting them, that first conference win could come. So I'm not necessarily completely off the ship yet. Um, I, I think that win will come, and it might come in a way that people might be a little surprised about. Uh, so not to get so worried about the result today um, and just be prepared as there really are no off nights in the conference, regardless of when you look at uh, final scores. A non-conference battle this afternoon mentioned Richwoods uh, played at Morton. And, well, that's uh, delayed. Okay, so they just didn't set it final. Uh, Morton blows out Richwoods 18-8. to uh, with an 18-run, 13-hit game. A uh, really rough afternoon for the Richwoods Knights defensively with six errors. Um, but some notable offensive players for the Potters, Cantwell, three hits, Marion, Springer, and Carpenter, all with two hits. How about the RBI performance, especially Springer and Gashaw, who combined for nine RBI, Springer with five, Gashaw with four, Uh, Marion with two as well. Cantwell, Carpenter, and Brown all with one RBI. And they did a good job plate discipline as well drawing walks. Uh, Gashaw and Carpenter both draw two. Cantwell, Brown, and Granger uh, all draw one as well. Gashaw, by the way, hit a home run. Um, Carpenter should be the pitcher of record. Let me look at the line score. Hmm. No, she wouldn't be uh, because they were tied when she exited the game. Uh, So Carpenter gets a no decision. Gashaw gets the win. Uh, But Carpenter, three innings, eight hits, eight runs, five earned, one walk, and four strikeouts. Gashaw mentioned the pitcher of record. She gets credited with the win. Two innings, no hits, no earned runs, one walk, and four strikeouts. So, again, their uh, conference record is obviously not affected. Uh, So that being said... The Middle Atlantic standings are as follows, and these are the latest that we know of. Of course, there are some uh, suspended games that need to still be completed and headed into tomorrow as well. Uh, Metamora takes over first place by a half game. The Redbirds now 17 and 3 overall, 5 and 1 in the league. Uh, Washington holds on to second place for now, 7 and 4 overall, 4 and 1 in the league. They were off today. They'll obviously be back in action tomorrow. Uh, East Peoria falls to 15 and 4 overall, 4 and 2 in the league. They drop into a tie uh, with Pekin, who won today. Dragons now 9 and 3 overall, 4 and 2 in the league. Dunlap was off today. They stay put at 10 and 4 overall, 3 and 2 in the league. Canton also off today. They stay put at 6 and 7 overall, 2 and 4 in the league. Morton. Uh, got the win. It was a non-conference win, so they're four and six overall, still one and four in the league. And Limestone, uh, with the loss to Pekin, stays in eighth place with a three and eight overall record, oh and seven in the league. Okay, so as we get ready to ramp up here, what do we got coming up? Um, big one tomorrow, and again, sneakily big. Um, I think the Eagles, the Dunlap Eagles, are deserving of way more love than they get. I think you do get kind of caught up um, in the other teams in the conference in terms of who gets a lot of the love. That is a very good Eagles squad. Bit of a mystery, if you will, in that they use four pitchers that all have pretty interesting stat lines. Uh, so I'm kind of curious to see where Jermaine Fairchild goes in the circle tomorrow to try and counter uh, Metamora's bats. But again, I think that's a team that it, there's no, it's not a slouch of a game at all. Like, Coach Linder calls it a trap game, and I, I do kind of agree with him just because it's sandwiched in between East Peoria and Washington. But at the same time, it's a trap game against a pretty good ball club. Uh, so I think Metamora is going to show up with the same kind of urgency they did today. And obviously, Dunlap's not necessarily East Peoria or Washington, but they're still a really good team that you have to show up with that level of effort against. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of game uh, shows up tomorrow. Uh, But that's where we'll be with a post-game broadcast episode, by the way. That one will be on Mixler tomorrow. Uh, Metamora at Dunlap. four thirty first pitch, 4.15 pregame. Uh, Morton is at Washington. Uh, East Peoria plays host to Pekin. And I believe that would leave... Yep, Canton at Limestone. So again, Metamora at Dunlap, Morton at Washington, Pekin at East Peoria, and Canton at Limestone. Your Middle Eye Conference games tomorrow, full night uh, in the Middle Lineite Conference tomorrow. So uh, super excited uh, to surmise that tomorrow afternoon. And one more time before we go, awesome job Redbirds, uh, shutting out and two hitting an extremely good East Peoria squad. Um, obviously, they'll be motivated to bounce back when we meet again on May 16th. That's the beauty of the sport, at least uh, the way things work in the Middle I Night Conference, playing them twice and whatnot. Um, so. Mark your calendars, May 16th at Eastside Center. It's going to be a good one. Uh, but for now, uh, we'll call it a night for tonight. And, again, have that postgame episode for a broadcast with you tomorrow. Again, Metamora at Dunlap. That will be live on Mixler, 415 pregame, 431st pitch from Dunlap High School. Uh, super excited to call that one for you. So, again, the final for this postgame episode that we focused on, Metamora, a 4 nothing winner over number four East Peoria. Redbirds with the – Top five shutout and two hitter. Again, awesome job by the Redbirds this afternoon. We'll be back again tomorrow, Redbirds at Dunlap. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. This has been another episode of the middle ice Softball Podcast. <laughs>